Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Our next guest uh, grew up in the Bay Area, is born in Walnut Creek, went to high school at San Ramon Valley High School, attended college at Stanford, drafted in the first round of the NBA draft in the year 2000, uh, played with the Lakers, also uh, helped Stanford uh, to the Final Four, and uh, was a fantastic run that Stanford went on. Mark Madsen's now the head coach at Cal. Uh, we've talked about Cal in the last year. Uh, listeners may remember I went on the road. I did a whole deep dive on, hey, you know, what's going on at Cal? Why are they struggling? And I like the hire, and Mark Madsen is here to talk about what his plan and his vision is for Cal. Thanks for joining us, Coach. John, thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. It's great it's Great to reconnect with you. Yeah, you bet. Look, let's, uh, let's just start with, you know, Stanford guy. Like you are, the, you are like when I think about Stanford basketball, you're one of the two or three players that pops into my head, and yet you're at Cal. How does that feel to you? How did that feel as you were interviewing and and looking at the job? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, you know obviously when when uh, Cal had a vacancy and, and they reached out and, and we and we, you know, in every conversation that I had with Cal, my, my excitement about the job grew, uh, my excitement about the opportunity grew. And, you know, everything is proving out as I've now been on the job for six to eight weeks. It's, th- there is a huge commitment at Cal to win and to win big. And that just has caused me so much excitement. <clears throat> and obviously, uh, I love my alma mater. I-, I went there for undergraduate. I went back there for graduate work. And I'll always be grateful and, and just great, great friendships and experiences. But I'm at Cal now, and I'm, I'm diving in completely, and I love it. Yeah, you're not the only guy, too. Uh, it was it was interesting to see Mike Montgomery kind of, you know, bounce over to Cal as well and, and prove that you could do it, you know, you can do it well at either place. Um, you know, you move your staff, uh, your assistant coaches uh, to the East Bay area. We all know, look, I lived in that region. I was working at the Mercury News once upon a time. I know it's a, it's one of the most expensive places to live. How do you How do you assemble a staff? How do you get your staff to do that, you know, knowing that, hey, Families are involved. It's a, it's you know, it's more than just basketball. It's cost of living and all that stuff. Well, the good the good news is, you know, Cal has definitely stepped up, and so it's we're definitely competitive with all the teams in the Pac-12. That the cost of living absolutely is high. The good news is that there's a number of you know bedroom communities, and there's a number of uh, you know communities that are close by, from Emeryville to you know some areas of San Francisco to even Walnut Creek, where you know you have you have great public transportation going to, you know, to and from a lot of these cities. And, you know, a lot of people that come here, as you know, they love it. They love it. And, and you find ways around the traffic and you really embrace the, the great culture and the geography and the people of the Bay area. You got a good staff. I mean, you know, I, I talked to other coaches in the conference and they said, Hey, Madsen's putting together a good staff, uh, your approach, your vision, you know, what are you selling right now when you sell, hey, come to Cal, play, come play for us now? Well, a lot of things. I mean, first and foremost, two things come to mind. Number one, it's going to be academics. The, the, the Cal degree, Cal is the best public institution in the, in the country and really in the world. And, and it's one of the top educations in the world, regardless of public or private. 
so first and foremost, that, that Cal degree really sells itself. And it's really allowed us <clears throat> to get into a lot of conversations with players in the portal, players coming out of high school. It, it will allow us a lot of inroads internationally. You know, we've, we've already made some plans and, and having some contacts over there helps. And so, you know, the degree, number one. Number two, style of play. Well, one of the one of the things that that I think is going to be unique and and special in terms of how we play is a lot of quick hitters, a lot of NBA actions, and then the pace of play is going to be fast. We want to play fast. We realize that a lot of times, for example, an early three, an early open three in transition or early in the shot clock, can be a gold mine analytically. And so I want to encourage our players. To, to play with great pace. We want to be in tremendous shape. We want to have the physical endurance and stamina to not only play fast, you know, for portions or for bursts in the game, but we want to do it consistently and we want to be able to do it late in the game um, as, as a style of play. Mark Madsen with us, Cal basketball coach. You know, as I did my dive on Cal and kind of figure out what happened, why, you know, why, why is this program struggling and, one of the things that came up was the lack of a practice facility. Another came, another issue was, you know, some donors had just sort of, uh, you know, checked out a little bit. It, it looks like the donors are back in bo- on board. I did see a report, you know, that there may be some plans for a practice facility. How are you feeling on that front? Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling excited about everything, John. And, and let's, you know, to be honest, while I was preparing you know, for for the Cal interview and for the Cal interviews, you know, you do your research. I you you have an extensive piece on that you wrote. I, I believe you traveled with the team. They, yeah. they were playing in Salt Lake City, and, and yep. you ha- you have a a fair piece where, where you talk about one issue, for example, the charters. Yeah, and and that was addressed head on by Jim Knowlton. And I can say this that you know, as, as we roll out this this new year and the new program, there's not a school in the country that's going to be able to negative recruit on uh on that issue for example of the charters because it's you know many steps have been taken and it's no one's going to be able to use that against us in the future and and your piece was was excellent um again critical but fair critical but fair um the second piece on the practice facility is you know a lot of things are moving in that direction and i'm probably not not the most qualified or 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 the, the person with the most expertise to be able to speak about the the new practice facility but I can tell you that meetings with donors have occurred. They are occurring. The plans are drawn up, and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You know, other people at Cal are more, are more equipped to be able to go into details on that practice facility, but there's momentum, there's excitement, and in, in short order, in a period of time, no one's going to be able to use that against Cal either in recruiting. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was one of those things as I talked to other coaches, like I talked to Dana Altman about it, Andy Enfield about it, and I said, you know, how important are the charters? And they said, you know, it's it's vital, you know, because it affects the athletes as students because, you know, you're getting back late on a on a Saturday night or a Sunday, and then here comes study time or class or whatever. And, and then it also affects your ability to recruit because – you know, some of the programs that traveled by charter were able to play a game and then get back, and a coach could get out recruiting and then get back for practice. and And those who didn't were, you know, stuck in an airport or spending an extra day somewhere. So I think it was it was a huge thing. And back in the day, though, at Stanford, like when you guys traveled, you probably remember the good old days. Like, you know, 
I don't think anybody was traveling at charter at that point. (laughs) The only charter we ever went on, and I think we went on two or three, was to the NCAA tournament. And uh, other than that, we we were on Southwest going up to <laughs> going up to Seattle, going up to yeah. Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> I mean, and then we were taking the bus out out to out to Pullman, Washington State. And so, th- things have definitely changed. But but like you say, it's in the best interest of the student athletes. And, and really, in terms of performance, players need rest. Play, players need recuperation. Players need the ability. They're under so much stress and pressure as athletes. And so, the charter really absolutely helps a lot. Mark Madsen with us, Cal basketball coach. Um, it's a big lift, and but you, I think you can sell to kids right now, hey, come play, there's playing time available. I think that's the silver lining of a season that ended the way last year did. Um, the academic requirements at Cal, it, it it's sometimes talked about as, hey, it's really difficult to get transfers, but you look at historically, there have been some great players who came in that, that came in via transfer. What is sort of that landscape? Help walk us through how difficult the academic requirements are at Cal or maybe how you have to balance that as a coach who's recruiting. Yeah, I mean, one of the great things about Cal is that there are very high standards academically. And so there's there's a certain percentage and a certain group of players that we're able to recruit, and that should never be viewed as a negative. Because by the same token, I think that, you know, obviously Cal has multiple missions. One mission is to be one of the best universities in the world, and it is. Another mission is to open up opportunities for for those that, that may not have had all of the advantages that, for example, another player had in, in a different geography. Examples would be, you know, why penalize a player that was at a public school that had very little funding that uh, maybe the resources were not there for that player. And so Cal takes kind of a universal and a, a bird's eye view, and they take everything into account because, um, you know, the opportunity to, to share the Cal degree is also a tremendous mantle that Cal takes very seriously. What, what Cal wants to see is effort, energy, performance from a prospective student athlete. And if those things are there, um, you, you know, sometimes there are ways to, to help that student athlete achieve their potential, their full potential, not only on the court, but also in the classroom. And I think, you know, you look at this conference, it's a good conference. I think basketball, you look at, uh, especially this season coming up, you're going to have UCLA, Arizona, Oregon, um, and some teams that really have made an impact. How quickly do you think talent wise that you guys can compete? We want to compete right away. We will compete right away. We we will be we we are the, we are going to be a team that other teams do not want to try to prepare for. We're going to throw different defenses out there. We're going to play fast. We're going to have a lot of different <clears throat> offensive schemes with great spacing, and every action is going to have a counter. And so it's going to be hard to steal our calls. It's going to be hard to prepare against us because we are coming to this conference guns a blazing. You know, very few teams go 31-0 in, in the non-conference and, and the regular season. But we are coming into this conference to make a mark and to be extremely competitive and hopefully to win a conference championship in year one. It's fantastic. Uh, and I, it, the energy in general, I think, just needs to be there. Like, that that was the thing that, it, that it struck me the most because I grew up, you know, in the Bay Area, and it was probably in a – you know, it was in a, in a heyday of Cal basketball when Jason Kidd was at Cal, and 
it was you know and and there was just there was just good play and and Lamont Murray was there and it was it was uh, always viewed as a contender and so it was kind of sad for me to see last season just the lack of energy and I think you've brought that back. Mark Madsen is with us, Cal basketball coach. Um, your time in the NBA how did how does that shape you as a coach? The NBA is the best league in the world. It's the best league in the world for a lot of reasons. Number one. First and foremost, you have the best players. Number two, you have the best coaches. The, the level of coaching in the NBA is off the charts. When, and that's not to take anything away from the NCAA game. Um, you, you know, a, a team that wins the national championship in college probably, you know, they might play, you know, 36 to 38 games, depending on if they're in an MTV or not, um, and depending on different things. In an NBA season – the, you know, if you win the championship, there's going to be up to 120 games in a season. And, and so right there, you almost have four times as many games, almost, almost four times as many games in the NBA in one year as you have in college. Well, why does that matter? That matters because that's four times as many opportunities to attack an opponent, four times as many opportunities for an opponent to try to stymie your offense. And so there's so many more inputs. You see so many additional and, and random scenarios that you do not see in college strictly based on the number of games that are played. Um, secondly, the, 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 the talent level. The, the, the talent level when it comes to the coaching, the X's and O's, you have entire debar- uh, departments that, that are completely dedicated to the study of analytics. And so the player tendencies are, are that much more apparent and that much more known going in every single game. And so um, the NCAA NCAA game is fantastic. And in some ways, what makes the NCAA game so fun is that there's so much more riding on every single game. And so there's going to be – you're almost going to have playoff energy, NBA playoff energy in almost every game uh, during the regular season. And and so I I think the two can complement each other, and and there's a lot of uh, good things that are different about both. Did you reach back out to any of the past Cal coaches as you were doing your diligence or maybe even after you took the job to get some input and advice? Yes, yes. I've spoken to, I've spoken to uh, at least three uh, of the past Cal coaches and, you know, to, to learn from their experience. It can only help. I've, you know, spoken with past assistant coaches. I've spoken with past players and, you know, the bottom line is I need, I need help. I, I need support. You know, there's no such thing as a one-man show. Everything that is accomplished is done by team, the, the concept of team. Even the success that we've had recruiting so far, our assistant coaches at Cal have done an outstanding job in putting out a huge broad net nationally and internationally and signing some tremendous, tremendous players. We've had – unbelievable support from administration we've had fantastic support from cal fans boosters and supporters and so this whole thing you know is a huge team endeavor it's it's fun to see this and i think a lot of our listeners and people here you know across the pack 12 footprint who listen to this show are going to be interested to see kind of what you do and and what and what you make of this job but you know i know that uh, cal's happy to have you i know there's a lot of renewed enthusiasm 
I'm also looking across college sports. You know, I saw a story today where Rutgers lost, uh, you know, a, an upperclassman who's a graduate transfer who suddenly went, hey, I got a better NIL deal somewhere else. I'm leaving. How, that, that's, that's way different than the college experience you were at, involved in in Stanford where you've got, uh, you know, unrestricted free agency pretty much every year now in college sports. How comfortable are you with that? Or where do you stand on, you know, does the NCAA need to put some guardrails on this thing? Well, let, let, let's first acknowledge what you said. It, it is so incredibly different, John. Um, an example. <laughs> when I was a senior, when I was a junior going on a senior at Stanford, I went out to the Pete Newell big man camp um, in Hawaii. And, I, and my roommate was Jake Voskel. And so, you know, we're, we're in there with NBA players, and, and it was completely illegal from an NCAA standpoint. And one of the NBA players, Brad Miller, said, hey, I rented a fishing boat. You guys want to come out fishing with me? And Jake and I said, yes. And so I think the boat was probably $350. He paid for it. We had no pre-existing relationship with Brad. He was not a booster at Connecticut or at Stanford. We went out the boat. We didn't catch any fish. I got motion sickness and I threw up. Well, <laughs> wind of this hit Stanford and I ended up having to, it was basically some type of secondary violation. I had to write a check. And I had to donate it to the charity of my choice, which I chose, you know, the, I think the Red Cross at that time. And so th th that, that was a random fishing trip. You know, my portion probably wasn't even 350. It was probably a third of that, whatever the case may be. Well, now, like you said, here's the reality right now. If a player is having success in college basketball, most players have Instagram and Twitter. They're getting hit up by – smart, enterprising agents that agents that hustle agents are doing their job because they're hitting up the players and saying, Hey, you're making, you're not making anything at the school you're at. You could make X amount of dollars. If, if uh, you know, you come with me and I'm going to shop you to all the power five schools and the dollar amounts are, are growing every year. But, but that inbox, that Instagram inbox is getting blown up by the top players every single year. And it's and it just, there needs to be regulation. There needs to be congressional action. Um, th there needs to be more, <clears throat> there needs to be stronger guidelines on how this is all done because right now it's the wild, wild west. Yeah, we don't even know what players are getting. Like I, you know, I keep hearing stories in the, and the numbers escalate. And I, I just think some transparency would be the first thing. Just like what is happening I would want to know what's happening. First of all, we don't know what's happening, which is a problem. Like, you know, you're in the NBA. You know, we, we get a spreadsheet that says, here's what Mark Madsen made. Here's what Shaq made. You know, here's what the cap number was. And, you know, the Lakers paid a luxury tax or whatnot. You know, you all sort of understand what is happening. I think in college sports, we're not even sure. Like, we suspect what's happening, but we don't really know, do we? Well, we have no idea. And as we recruit players, you know, out of the portal, we, we hear all kinds of things. And the truth is you have no idea what's true and what's not. Mark Madsen with us. I heard the story about Shaq taking you out, getting you on a shopping spree. What was that What was that relationship like with Shaq? And is that story true? Did he take you out, get you a wardrobe, car? Let me tell you, let, let, let me tell you the story. First of all, the story is true. Um, so, so Shaq and I kind of uh, – you know, he kind of took me under his wing. Here I am, a new rookie in L.A., a new rookie at the Lakers, and he kind of, for whatever reason, he just 
He, he was going to help me. I mean, he's a great teammate to everybody. But, but first of all, Shaq's a great friend. He's a great person. And so the day that he was going to sign a contract extension in the preseason, you know, a 40 to $50 million contract extension, he, he sent me a message. He said, he said, be at the press conference because we're going, uh, I'm going to take you out shopping afterwards. And so I was there for the press conference. After he signed the extension, we got in his Bentley, and he drove me to a dealership in Manhattan Beach. And he basically took me straight to the CEO of the dealership, and he said, this is Mad Dog. We're getting him a new car. And, and, you know, and Shaq wanted to buy, you know, he wanted to buy the car. He wanted to put the down payment down. I, I, I insisted that he, that he couldn't. Uh, it just didn't feel right. I said, Shaq, I'm in the NBA now, too. I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, let, let, me, let me do this myself. And so, but, but he was such a generous person. So then we get back in the Bentley. <clears throat> we drive up to the Beverly Center <clears throat> up in Beverly Hills. And we're walking around the mall. And lo and behold, there's J.R. Ryder, one of our teammates. <laughs> and so Shaq says, we're going to the Rolex store. So we walk into the Rolex store. And he said, Shaq said, I'm going to get a Rolex for every single member of the team because there's no way I get this contract extension of 40 to 50 million without every single member of the team. He looks at me and he says, choose any Rolex you want. So I immediately find the cheapest Rolex in the case because I'm not trying to put Shaq out. He's so generous. So I choose the the cheapest one. And he says, JR, pick your Rolex. Well, JR, he, he, he picks one that's diamond encrusted. I mean, it's got diamond. <laughs> it looks nice, you know. And, uh, and, and Shaq got both of those for JR and I. And then he, he buys a bunch of other Rolexes, and he's giving these out the next day to everybody on the team. Um, and actually, there was another stop uh, before the Beverly Center. He took me to the big and tall clothing store, um, and, and he shelled out $7,000 on a new suit, jeans, shirts, everything. I, I've, I've never spent $7,000 <laughs> in an apartment store for clothes before or since. But, 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 it, but, but it speaks to the generosity. And, and just kind of the – Shaq's a great person. He's a guy that when he walks into the room, he, he's the guy that's fun, that gets everybody laughing, that gets everybody joking, that just kind of brightens the day for everybody. And he did that for me, and he did that for really – Everybody on the team. It's fantastic, and, and look, I. Uh, but also, it seems like he had a soft spot for you. What do you think he saw in you? You know, he he, he probably saw somebody that maybe wasn't blessed with some of the natural abilities uh, of other players in the NBA. But 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 I think he did respect the fact that I I worked I worked hard. I worked hard, and I think I think that somehow resonated with Shaq and. Uh, you know, I, I think that just – and he's also one of those guys that just – he's a guy that likes to help the underdog. Yeah. You know, you look at the charity work he does. You look at the Thanksgiving and Christmas time in L.A. He was the one going into the the so-called less privileged areas that was giving out turkeys, that was passing out toys. And he didn't do it because he wanted to be on the news. He did it because he cared about other people. Mad Dog, I appreciate you giving us your time. I'm excited for you and your family. I saw the pictures on Instagram of your kids. Beautiful family. Uh, it'll be fun to watch them grow up with you coaching that team. We'll get you back on closer to the season, and and uh, just really appreciate you making this time for us. Hey, John, you, you do an unbelievable job covering covering the conference, and uh, I'm excited to 
see you more and interact more. For sure. Mark Madsen, Cal coach, appreciate you, appreciate the time. Fantastic interview. If you if you didn't catch it all, grab the podcast, share it with your friends and family. Leave it here. Super impressed with Mark Madsen. I love the story with Shaq and the Rolex. I mean, I'd heard kind of variations of it before. Uh, but love the interview. Uh, if uh, you missed it, get the podcast. Uh, we will uh, package it, turn it around. We will blast it to the world. But, Stephen, I have to know, you heard him. We've all kind of rolled our eyes when, you know, you hear Cal basketball and they've struggled and they have the transfer portal. They don't have a practice facility. They didn't travel via charter last year. But it sounds like Madsen did his homework. Um, and it sounds like he's reading me to it, and which is okay by me. But give me an idea. What did you think? No, I, I, he came across awesome, and, and you look at what he did at Utah Valley. Like even when they were bad, they were eleven nineteen this first year. John, they still had a top hundred defense in the nation. So like, and they improved last season, number four in the nation. So he can coach. Like I think that's the big thing. Is yes, he was a foreign player. Yes, he's going to have some status because of that. But the guy can actually coach X's and O's. And so now he's at Cal, where he's going to be able to get a different type of player, different type of athlete, and that's where you win. He's already done a great job in the transfer portal. Like he said, he wants to compete year one. I don't put it past him. Like I don't know yeah. if they'll be an NCAA tournament team, John, but they'll be a team that looks for, is looking for the postseason. Well, he's he's coming off a you know the historically bad season. Or Cal basketball is coming off a uh, historically bad season. Three and twenty nine, uh, I believe, was their final record last year. And and I think he'll. Uh, I think he's going to win there. I I, I think he's going to win. To what extent we will see, John. Will- <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.